church say amen. If you're grateful that God has rescued your life, come on, won't you give God another hand clap of praise in the house today? Won't you turn with me to John, the 20th chapter, John, the 20th chapter, the 24th verse. John 20, 24. New Testament book, Gospel according to John, 20th chapter, 24th verse. We find ourselves in the text right after what we shared last week when Jesus appeared to his disciples in the room, spoke peace over them and told them to receive the Holy Spirit. John 20, 24 reads us, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. My brothers and my sisters, uh, I want to share on the sermon subject, and really it's a part of the scripture, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Let us look to the Lord God in Jesus' name. We thank you. Grateful God for this moment that is yours. Grateful God for your hand upon our lives. Now God, in the name of Lord Jesus, we ask God that you would have your way in this time of sharing. God, in Jesus' name, we do believe, God, you are the promise keeper. You promise the deliverance of the preach word with power so that your people would be delivered, your people set free. Have your way in this service and we'll be sure to give your name the honor, the praise, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Come on, say it one more time. Amen. amen. My brothers and my sisters, it's a very interesting thing. We find ourselves in a scripture that is connected to the scripture we had just shared on last week. I mean, it was Jesus uh, came into a locked room. The disciples were there uh, the week before. Jesus uh, had been with the, the disciples, were locked in a room in fear, and Jesus came into the room. Uh, without using um, uh, the doorknob, Jesus just showed up in the room and Jesus spoke peace to their hearts. Jesus spoke power into their lives. Uh, here we find ourselves uh, that one of the disciples was not there on that day. 
that as they saw Jesus, uh, as they were able to see the nail prints in his hands and the nail prints in the holes in his feet, as they were able to see where he had been pierced by the spear in his side, there was a gentleman by the name of Thomas uh, who had not been there. And he told the disciples as they came to tell him, um, I don't care what you say, I won't believe it till I see it for myself. It's a very interesting thing, but Thomas, even though uh, all the other 10 of the other disciples were there, uh, that Thomas did not take their word for it, even though some of the sisters were there, Thomas did not take their word for it. Thomas said, y'all must have all been smoking at the same time. Amen, somebody. And we're all lunching. A amen, somebody. And Thomas uh, did not believe it. He said, unless I see him for myself, I won't believe. And it's an interesting thing because I came to realize in looking at this scripture that sometimes the only thing between bondage and a breakthrough is what you believe. That sometimes, sometimes the enemy can't block the blessing but can have you doubt the existence of the blessing. And so the breakthrough can have already happened but the enemy can cause you to doubt the fact that God has already done what God said God would do. And so, therefore, the enemy doesn't have to stop God. The enemy just has to stop you. The enemy doesn't have to stop God. The, the enemy couldn't stop the resurrection. But the enemy could short-circuit Thomas's potential and purpose if he could just get him in his mind to not believe. And I've come by to talk to somebody today because for somebody today that your issue is not that God has not sent your blessing. Your issue is not that the enemy has blocked your blessing. Your issue is not that your blessing and breakthrough has not already happened. Your issue is that you can't believe God has actually done what God has already done. My job today is to deal with you in your thought life. My job today is to deal with you in the realm of your belief. The only thing that's keeping you from being the greatness that God has called you to be is you. You keep blaming the devil. You keep blaming haters. You keep blaming uh, the isms, the sexism, and the racism, and the classism. And I'm not minimizing any of that stuff. But there are some situations in your life that the reality is that you have not gotten where you're supposed to go because you haven't walk through the door that God has already opened. The door is open, but you are still looking at it like it's shut. That, that it may be closed, but baby, it's unlocked and all you've got to do is open it, but you don't have the faith to believe that God has already done what God said God would do. And so I've come by today to look at this brother by the name of Thomas and not to be a hater and not to push so hard on him because the reality is there's a lot of doubt in Thomas in all of us. And I've come by to help all of us in this moment to stop doubting and just believe. One of the first things, if you're going to understand and stop doubting and just believe, is you've got to understand that Jesus can deal with locked doors and locked minds. Uh, I would argue with you, the Bible says that what? That on that week before that all the disciples except for Thomas were in the room, it was locked because they had fear of the Jews and it said that Jesus showed up in the room. It showed that Jesus could deal with locked doors, amen? That he didn't need a locksmith, he didn't need to pick the lock, he didn't need to do, he didn't need a credit card. I got any old folks in the house know what I'm talking about? Amen, somebody. He didn't. I can't get no help up in here. He didn't need he 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 didn't need to break it open, but 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 Jesus was able to get up in the room. Jesus already knew how to get through locked doors, but I would argue that the issue is not locked doors. Locked minds are worse than locked doors. 
And, and what you find is that Thomas was in the same locked room uh, a, a week later, uh, but yet Jesus' uh, issue was not to get into the room. The Jesus' issue was to get into his head. And somebody today, the Jesus' issue is not to, that Jesus won't get in the room with you, but Jesus has got to get into your mind, get into your thought process, get into the space that can help you to understand what he can do. There's a writer, there's a, 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 a major prophet uh, who has gone on to be with the Lord, major faith healer by the name of Benson Idahosa. And in his book, From Fear to Faith, he talks about how fear and faith are two sides of the same coin. That's right, he said, fear and faith are two sides of the same coin of belief. That faith is right believing and fear is wrong believing. And Apostle and His Excellence, Benson Idahosa, talks about the fact that in order to be able to do great things for God, you first have to get your mind right that you've got to get your belief right. And the challenge for many of us, he would argue, is that we've got wrong believing. And because we've got wrong believing, then we're never able to actually do what God has called us to do because we line up with fear instead of faith. Uh, I would argue with you that Thomas was behind a locked door of his mind that Thomas told the disciples when they came and told him Jesus was resurrected he said unless I see it for myself I won't believe it is there anybody here you've been stubborn like that in your own life is there anybody here that you can admit to yourself that you say, unless I see it for myself, I won't believe it. That, that, that unless God drops it out of heaven right in front of me, that I won't believe it, that I won't receive it. That unless I see it for myself, I won't believe it. I've come by to talk to somebody here today because Jesus wants to deal with your locked mind. I've come by to let you know Jesus is already in the room, but Jesus is trying to deal with you in your mind. And somebody's going to say, well, how can Jesus deal with my mind? I'm glad you asked. That's why we say you got to get study strong, because Jesus speaks to you through God's word. And if you don't have any word in you, then you won't have what you need to deal with the bondage of your mind that you won't believe you can be better unless you are able to see God wants you to be better, that God has shaped things for you to be better, and God has promised for you to be better. Have I got somebody in the house that knows what I'm talking about? And so therefore, there is a need for you. You see, y'all think it's cute to just get up here and say your word, but we got you trying to get baptized in the word of God so that we can unlock your mind. And I know I got you in the room, but I got to get you past being in the room. I've got to unlock lock your mind because you can come in the room and leave out the room and your mind still be locked up you can come in the room and leave out the room and still be bound you can come in the room and leave out the room and still not believe but is there anybody up in here that knows that you've got to get something to deal with the mess in your mind that would cause you to not have faith enough to believe that God can work it out for you that God can heal your body some of you God will heal your body somebody God already heal your body but you still locked into the fact that I'm sick and I can't get well and God just wants you to take a piece of faith to know that God can first thing is that Jesus can deal with locked doors but also locked minds the second thing is that there's purpose in the proposition purpose in the proposition I want y'all to picture 
Jesus had been resurrected. Thomas wasn't going to believe it. The Jews had been praying for the Messiah for generations. This wasn't something that they just started praying for that week. This wasn't something they just started praying for that decade. This wasn't something they just started praying for that century. For centuries, they had been praying for the Redeemer to come and set them free. Jesus is the answer to generational prayers. Okay, that, that, that missed y'all. He's the answer to what Thomas's great, 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 great grandmama prayed. That the answer is in front of him, but he can't wrap his head around the fact that he is in the middle of a monumental, world-shifting moment, and he's about to miss what's happening in front of him because he's so stuck on unbelief. The fabric of history is shifting in front of him. He's a part of it, but yet he can't believe it, and so he's about to miss it. Now, let, watch this. His purpose is tied into this moment because his purpose is to be one of the founding fathers of the church. His, he's been with Jesus for three years. He's been within the small crew that Jesus has been grooming to help change the world. And yet, he's about to miss it because he wants to stay stuck in unbelief. And I've come by to talk to somebody today to let you know you're about to miss it. God's trying to do something in your life that your people have been praying for for generations that your family has been praying for for generations. I'm talking about that God wants to do something through you in this moment that enslaved brothers and sisters were praying for on plantation. I'm talking about that God wants to do something through you in this moment that goes back for centuries, that God wants to do a shift through you in this world and you're about to miss it because you're too busy caring about what folks are saying on daggone Instagram. You're too busy doing little TikTok dances that you can't get up in here and do a praise dance. You're too busy getting caught up on what folks got to say in their stories that you have not read this story. You're too busy uh, sitting there focusing on what everybody else has got to say and you won't listen to what Jesus has to say. You're too busy focusing on everything else and not focusing on the main thing and there's a shift about to happen for the generations and you're about to miss your role in the shift because you're too busy doing everything else. Let's deal with the fact that the fact that Thomas had to have a house called by Jesus was because he wasn't in the right room in the first place. That a week before when everybody else was in the room, he was missing. That he wasn't there. I don't know what he was doing, but I'm telling you, he wasn't in the right place at the right time. I, but, but I'm so glad that Jesus said, I know you missed the, the divine opportunity, but I'm going to come back again to see about you and take care of you. I know you missed the first time. I know you missed the set, but, but I'm going to come because you are so, because your purpose is connected to this. But, but the third thing is you got to have a sit-down faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need a sit-down faith. 
Brother Bill, can you bring me that chair real quick? Right there. It's fine. Thank you, sir. I want you to look at something. Every time I sit down, I have faith in the chair. <laughs> I have faith that this chair can hold my weight. I have faith that this chair was structured in a way and with a fashion that is sturdy enough that it's going to take care of me. I have faith to believe that every time I sit down, it's going to hold me up. I've got faith in a chair that I didn't help build. I have faith in a chair that I wasn't in the factory when it was built. I have faith in a chair that I do not know the dimensions of it, that I do not know of what kind of uh, screws they put in it. I do not know what kind of wood this is. I do not know what kind of fabric this is. I, I do not know what kind of design they use. I have faith in this chair to believe that every time I sit in it, I'm going to be all right. But by definition, my faith in the chair means I have faith in the maker of the chair. That the fact that I would sit down in this chair means that I believe the maker of this chair knew what the maker was doing when the maker made the chair. I also have faith in this chair because I've sat in chairs most of my life. I have a history with chairs. And, and, and even though there had been a couple of chairs that broke on me when I sat in them, it did not cause me to doubt every chair I was going to sit into because I had a history with chairs working that one chair that broke didn't cause me to lose my faith with all the chairs that were there. And so I sit down in this chair because I believe in the chair. I believe in the chair maker. Have I got somebody that you get that right now? Somebody in the house today that you are blaming? everything that you don't have faith on about the fact that somebody failed you about something broke on you but I've come by to let you know that if you sat in enough you know that God can keep on making way after way after way therefore my issue with Thomas because Thomas had a chair history they tell Thomas that Jesus has been resurrected. Thomas says, unless I see it, I won't believe it. You would think he had never seen a resurrection before. But that's not the Bible. This wasn't the first resurrection he had been a part of. 
You see, if you look at scripture, uh, the Jesus one day was walking with his disciples, Thomas being one of them, and there was a widow in Nain, and they were taking her son to be buried. There was a funeral procession, and Jesus decided that he was going to break up the party, and Jesus went by uh, to the, the widow's a baby boy who, who was dead and raised him from life and took him out the funeral procession. Took it. What does it mean that Jesus will take you out your own funeral procession and tell you to go somewhere and to go play somewhere? And Jesus took the boy away. The, 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 Thomas saw that resurrection. Thomas saw when Jesus' his friend Lazarus has died. And Thomas saw that when Jesus was out chilling, they were out working. He got word that Lazarus was sick, and Jesus kept on working. And then finally Jesus said, okay, look, we got to go uh, back to Bethany uh, because uh, my man Lazarus was asleep, and I'm going to wake him up. And, and all the disciples thought, well, Lazarus must have just been taking a nap. And Jesus was going to uh, come and say, wake up, Lazarus. And Jesus said, no, I'm telling y'all he's dead, but he's about to get up. And Thomas at that time was very interesting because Thomas's response to going back to Bethany was not about the resurrection, but Thomas said, okay, let's go back and die with Jesus because he knew that if Jesus went to Bethany the religious leaders were going to try to kill him and so therefore Thomas said let's go. Thomas was focused on the wrong thing. He was focused on the death when he was about to see a resurrection and the challenge with Thomas Lord have mercy is that for most of his life he had been focused in the wrong direction that, that he wasn't focused on the resurrection but Jesus was trying to give him a sit down kind of faith. Jesus was trying to give him an experience with resurrection so that when it happened on the third day and he got up with all power that Thomas didn't have to worry about it if I got somebody up in here that knows that Jesus has been doing some things in your face Jesus has been doing some things time after time after time if I got somebody in here that could say I know I'm sick but I've seen him heal before because Lord have mercy I've seen him heal before I believe that he can do it again you got to see Jesus came up in the room and Jesus said to Thomas Thomas I know you don't believe so he look at my nails in my hands uh, uh, Thomas here put your hand in my side uh, and Thomas then said my Lord and my God uh, I, I'm so glad today uh, that even though Thomas was late uh, he still got the answer to the question uh, he said my Lord and my God uh, that Thomas was one of the first to express uh, the divinity of Jesus uh, my Lord and my God uh, and somebody up in here uh, that Jesus has been trying to prove himself to you uh, trying to let you know everything was going to be all right, huh? and I dare you to just say my Lord and my God huh? and let you know that everything is going to be all right, huh? but the thing I like about this scripture is Jesus says to Thomas, huh? Thomas you've been blessed because you've seen huh? but blessed are those who believe huh? but did not see huh? have I got somebody in the place huh? that you didn't see it for yourself, huh? have I got somebody in the place huh? that you weren't there 2,000 years ago, huh? have I got somebody in the house huh? that you weren't at the old borrow tomb. Have I got somebody in the house that you weren't in the room with the disciples, but you still believe? Have I got somebody you didn't see them hang them high, but you believe? Have I got somebody you didn't see them stretch them wide, but you still believe? Somebody, you didn't look in and see the grave was empty, but you still believe. If I got somebody, you didn't reach into his side, the way they pierced his side, but you still believe. If you believe, then the Bible says you're going to be blessed. That's right, that God's got a blessing with your name. Slam on it. If I got anybody in here that will give God glory and say, Lord, I believe. I 
believe you can touch my children. I believe you can touch my finances. I believe you can touch my marriage. I believe you can touch my body. Heal me, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I believe you can touch my community. If you believe somebody, give God glory. If you believe somebody, give God praise. God can take your little bit of belief and change the world. Once Thomas believed, Thomas took the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. Some folks say he went to India. Other folks say he went to other locations. But I just know he went somewhere and shared the gospel and fulfilled his purpose. Somebody here today, it's time for you to stop doubting and Watch me. Watch me. You've got to trust God like you trust a chair. You've got to trust God like you trust a plane. I get in the plane, don't know what it takes for that plane to fly. The reality is I am sitting in tons of metal and somehow believe it's going to do what the eagle can do. I don't know the physics. I'm not a physics major. But I believe it can do what it's been built to do. Somebody in this season, it's time for you to sit down and do what you've been built to do. You, Reverend Bill, you know what was so weird for me in the scripture? So the piece for me in the scripture was realizing that Jesus had already been resurrected, but Thomas didn't believe what had already happened. And what God whispered to me is some of our challenges, we've already been set free. We just don't believe in ourselves. We're already different than who we were. But we keep holding on to the bondage of a past us. It's not even the us we are anymore. That God is trying to do something fresh and something new. And the only person that's disqualifying us from doing it is us. God is just saying, have as much faith in me as you have in a chair. You don't know how it works. This is some sticks put together. But yet, I sit down and I trust it. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords wants you to just trust him. The fact that you are here on a Sunday morning means you're different than you were. The fact that even when you do wrong, at least you think about it and feel guilty about it now means you're different than you were. The fact that you want to be better 
means you're different than you were. Stop disbelieving what God has already done in you. Saved your soul. Shifted your life. You stop holding you back. It's not the devil. It's not the haters. Haters ain't big enough to hold you back from what God's got for you. Y'all give y'all haters too much energy. I ain't never seen a generation talk about their haters so daggone much. Every little post you see is about the haters. It's about the people you got to get rid of. It's about the people you got to let go. It's about the negative people. It's about I got to flow different right now. If I ain't with you no more, I flow different. If I ain't, da -da -da, I flow different. If I ain't, da -da -da, I flow different. You, you, you give them more. You talk about your haters more than you talk about Jesus on your page. Just believe in what God has already done in you. And it will help you to do and go and be what God has for you. But you've got to believe. You've got to get some right thinking. You've got to what? Believe. Won't you stand all over the church, all that are able in this moment? I will trust in the Lord till I. I will trust. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. I will trust in the Lord. In the Lord. I will trust. I, I, I will trust in the Lord. In the Lord. Till I die. Till I Sing that one more time for me, Brother Phil. I will trust. I will trust. I have a sit-down faith. In the Lord. He can hold me up. I will trust. In the Lord. God can support me. I will trust. In the Lord, God is more than enough. Until I die, oh, I will trust in the Lord. In good times, I'll trust. I will trust in the Lord. In bad times, I'll trust. In the Lord. In the Lord. Till. Till I. 
till I die. You know what's interesting? The weather can change outside, but I'll still sit down. It can be raining outside, it can be sunny outside, it can be thunderstorms outside. But I can still sit down. Because even though what's happening around me shifts, there's stability in God. I'm trying to help somebody right now because it's rough all around you right now. It's hard all around you right now. All around you, the waves and the winds and the storms are raging. But I've come by to let you know God will still be a stable support. God will still take care of you. Look, if you're not saved, if you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, we want to give you opportunity to get in right relationship. Jesus died that you might live. That Jesus went to that cross, died on that cross. God raised him from the dead so that you could be saved, so that you could be changed, so that you could be transformed, so you could have something to believe in that was bigger than you, stronger than you, more powerful than you so you could be saved. If you're in the house today and you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and you want to give your life to Christ today, if that is you, you want to give your life to Christ today, whether you're here or whether you're online, online, if you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is click the link right there that's online for you. If you're watching this later, just text Hope Decision to 474747. Hope decision. One word to 474747. And we want to get connected to you. If you're not saved, or if you need a church home, or if you just want to rededicate your faith, if that's you today, if you want to give your life to Christ, you want to rededicate your faith, you want to get a church home, if you're online, click the link or type hope decision to 474747. If you're in the house, won't you just do me a favor and meet me at the altar? Just step out from where you are and just come on up here. I, I just want to pray for you. God bless you. I see you coming, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. We see you coming. God bless you. Come on, somebody give God praise for these who are coming. God bless you. We see you coming. You can stand right here for me. Stand right here for me. God bless you. 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 Is there someone else today? You're not saved. You need a church. You want to rededicate your faith. Come on, make your way down. I, I see you, sir. I see you. God, God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Come on, someone else. God bless you. I see you coming. God bless you. I see you. Come on, won't you come? Today's your day. Won't you come? Hey, glory. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory, glory. I feel it. I, I, I just felt it. Oh, God, I just felt it. Hallelujah. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else today, you're not saved. You need a church home. You want to rededicate your faith today, today. Online. Online. Let us know. Online in the chat, just say it's me. Online in the chat, just say it's me. God bless you. We see you coming. God bless you. 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 Someone else today, if you're not saved, you need a church home. Need to rededicate your faith. Come on, make your way. Come on, somebody keep giving God some praise. You're still coming. You're still coming. You're still coming online. I know you're there online. I know you're there. I know you're there. Text 
Hope decision, the 474747. Right there online. Hope decision, one word, the 474747. Just click that link. We want to lift your name. We want to shout you out. Someone else today, you're not saved. Need a church home. Need to rededicate your faith. Today is your day. This is your moment. Just make your way on down. Make your way. If you're saved and glad about it, got a church home, excited about it, come on, won't you give God a hand clap of praise? Won't you do me a favor and stretch your hands to these at the altar, stretch your hands to these. Everyone at the altar, I want y'all to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but your faith. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, your faith. You ready? Say, God. Matter of fact, everybody in the house can do it. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. Come on, online, you got to say it too. So right now, I thank you and I ask that Jesus forgive me for all of my sins. I thank you for Christ that lives in me and I am born again. I got a new church home. I rededicated my faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise for these who have come. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.